and welcome to Convo Around the Cove, the show that keeps you in the conversation about your city of Green Cove Springs. I'm Public Information Officer Tiffany Kelly, and today I'm here with Planning and Zoning Director Mike Daniels, and joining us via Zoom, S&ME Director of Planning Patricia Tayeski. Today, we'll be talking about updating the city's comprehensive plan and the role it plays in all the projects that you see happening throughout Green Cove Springs. Thanks to you both for joining me today. Thank you. So, Pat and Mike, can you explain to our listeners what a city comprehensive plan is and why it needs to be updated? Sure. We, uh, we like to think of the city's comprehensive plan as its blueprint for growth. Basically, how the city is going to accommodate future development in a way that will not have a negative impact on current residents. Um, every city and county in the state is required to have one. This is by state statute. Comprehensive plans cover various topics, and we like to call these elements. There is a future land use element, which has a future land use map going with that. There's a housing element, a parks and recreation element. There's one for conservation, one for transportation. There is one that combines all the public facilities in one place, utilities like water, wastewater, solid waste, aquifer recharge. Then we have another element that deals with how the city coordinates with other agencies. Because the city is not alone in this, sometimes you have to rely on other uh, state or regional agencies. And then the final element is what we like to call the budget, because basically what it does, it lists all the improvements that are going to be needed in the future and how the city plans to, to pay for them. Uh, now, each one of these elements has two parts. We start with the data and analysis, and that's where you know we have the information on how much the city is planning to grow and how we can figure out uh, how to accommodate that growth without impacting the, the current residents. And then the second part of each element is a set of goals, objectives, and policies. And sometimes you hear um, those being called the GOPs, and those are basically the directives for the next 20 years. Now, why? Do we need to update comprehensive plans? Uh, every seven years, as required by the statutes, all jurisdictions are required to review the plan and determine if they need to update it. Uh, sometimes it's because there have been changes to statutes and you know those changes need to be reflected in the plan. Sometimes there is a change in direction, something big, something significant happened in a community. And in this case, they would be required to update the plan or simply because the last data and analysis is already too old and needs to be updated. I would just like to add to, for the city, the city initially approved the comprehensive plan back in 2005. It was then updated in 2012. Um, it's now been about nine years since the comprehensive plan was updated. So it's it's really very critical that we come up with a, a, a new comprehensive plan that addresses the, all of the issues that are facing the city, especially the growth pressures that are affecting the city uh, now and, and as we move into the future. So what is the process for updating the city's comprehensive plan? So typically we have to start with updating that data and analysis. We do population projections and we get all the facts in one place, figure out how much the city is going to grow, uh, how we're going to address that growth. And then uh, at that point, at, in that phase, we like to involve the public because they're the ones who know the community best and they can help us identify any issues that we need to be aware then when we're done with the data and analysis, then we dive into the GOPs, those goals and objectives and policies, and um, start developing those directives for the future. Um, there is also uh, public input at this phase because it is very important for the public to know what kind of um, policy we're setting for the future. 
And then the last phase is the adoption phase. That's when we have very formal transmittal hearings. That's when the city council says we're going to send this plan to the state and the reviewing agencies. And then when they do their review, sometimes they send comments back. And if, if, if necessary, we, we make those adjustments. And then we go to the final, final adoption by the city council. That, that's pretty much what entails the uh, update of comprehensive. And uh, what uh, roles do residents and business owners play in this process? It is very important to get involved, not only to learn about comprehensive planning in general, but to help set the path for the next 20 years. This specific update for the city is being done with a consultant with SNME, who I am a part of, but we're working very closely with staff because they're updating um, most of the elements. Uh, so even though staff, you know, they're local, uh, we all want to hear from the public. We want them to help us identify specific issues that should be addressed in the plan. Uh, there may be concerns related to the health of downtown, or maybe somebody knows about the lack of parks in a certain area of the city. Uh, maybe somebody's concerned with the um, depletion of uh, water resources. We want to hear from them. We want to, to know what people are concerned about in terms of uh, the future of the city. How can residents uh, get more information and actively participate in the comprehensive plan update? Uh, so we have a, a project website. If you go to the city's main webpage, uh, there's a bright yellow banner scrolling on the top. You can click on that and it will take you to the project website. Once you're there, there are different activities that you can participate in. There's a survey. It's a short survey with some basic questions. There's also a map. You can click on that map and you can add comments to it. Maybe you know, put that symbol in that area where you feel is deficient in parts and put a note there. Uh, we will get all those comments and, and summarize those comments. Uh, the website will also let you know about upcoming public meetings. Like for example, our next meeting is going to be a public workshop on May 6 at 6 p.m. and it's gonna be at the Clay Theater. Um, and of course, anytime you want information related to the comprehensive plan, you can call Mike Daniels at City Hall and, and he will direct you to the right place. And uh, what is the city aiming to focus on with this update? Uh, any new goals or objectives that will be introduced? Uh, as Pat already mentioned, um, you know, the comprehensive plan is a very broad plan. Um, you know, there are eight different elements of the plan currently. They range in topics from, you know, future land use, transportation, housing, utilities, conservation, um, rec recreation, and open space. And one of the key elements to, you know, putting together a successful comprehensive plan is hearing from the public and hearing what those issues are um, that are important to them. That said, you know, there are, you know, some very pressing issues that are facing the city right now. As many, as most people know, um, you know, we're, they're in the process of uh, constructing the First Coast Expressway. Um, that should be completed by 2025. That's going to put a lot more uh, growth pressure uh, within the city of Green Coast Springs and all around the city. So it's looking at how we're going to manage all of that growth and how we want how we want to incorporate that growth within the city. So we're looking at issues such as annexation. We're also looking at issues such as our downtown and how we want our what we want our downtown to be, what we want it to look like, and how we want it to function over the next 20 years. Do we want to improve the built environment and how do we do that? Also a key element that we're looking at is transportation and traffic congestion. 
Obviously, there are good things about growth and, and there are positives. We, we're going to get a lot more services uh, to the community. At the same time, there are concerns about uh, congestion and how we're going to manage that. So that's something that we're going to have to look at, not only in terms of moving vehicular traffic, but also looking at other modes of transportation, um, you know, biking and, 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 and walking as well. So that's certainly something that we're, we're going to look at. Another part that, you know, is going to be a pressing issue is with a lot of growth and with a lot of change, you know, there's also a need to make sure that we preserve the parts of the community that are that are so special. Um, and we're looking at things such as historic structures within the community. Um, Green Cove Springs has a very proud, very long tradition of um, historic structures that have been well documented. And the question moving forward is how we want to preserve the, preserve those structures. In addition to that, you know, a big part of the name Green Cove Springs is the green or the trees. So again, it's looking at tree preservation um, and how we want to move forward. The city is a tree city USA. It's something we're very proud of. And it's something that while we, we embrace and we encourage growth, we want to incorporate that within uh, what makes Green Cove Springs such a wonderful community. And part of that is the historic and, and environmental features of this community. And uh, once the plan is created, you know, how, how will it affect the city? Well, it, it can have a major impact, you know, based on our discussions. It, it, you know, currently we have, um, I believe, 15 or 16 different future land use districts. You know, uh, as part of the update, we'll look at, at, at all of those districts and determine if we want to maybe make some changes to that. It can lead, uh, as we discussed, it can lead to looking at different requirements for design, particularly in our downtown area. So it can have a major impact in terms of what the, the city is going to look like in the future. It can have a major impact on our transportation systems and our ability to, to get around in the community. And it, al it also can make a, a major uh, impact on the environmental features of this community and how we provide, you know, uh, various utility services such as water, sewer, you know, stormwater, et cetera. So there's a number of different elements that can be um, impacted by the uh, comprehensive plan. And, you know, obviously an important element is putting that plan together, but also an important element is that not, not only do we want to encourage the public to be involved as we're going through the process, but it's very important that we include the public in the implementation process, that they stay involved. Uh, because ultimately, the idea behind um, their input is that it is their plan. And if they can stay involved in the process as we move forward, it, it'll be uh, much more successful. And uh, I'm assuming that, you know, once, uh, once this plan is, is updated, um, it kind of becomes a blueprint for specific projects that the city undertakes moving forward right? That's exactly right. Um, so essentially, you know, the idea behind a, a comprehensive plan, especially the future land use element, is that it will guide future development. So what we decide, um, you know, over the next few months is going to impact projects 10, 15 years into the future. Well, uh, I think that's all the time we have for today. Thanks for taking the time to talk about this, Mike and Pat. Thank you. Pleasure. Thank you. And thank you for joining Convo Around the Cove. You can listen to episodes on Buzzsprout, Spotify, and Stitcher. Keep an eye out on the city's social media for our next discussion topic. Send your questions to City of Green Cove Springs Government on Facebook and at GCS Today on Twitter. 
And remember, it wouldn't be a conversation without you. Send any topic suggestions about city projects or about city government to City of Green Cove Springs Government on Facebook and at GCS Today on Twitter. Talk to you later.